got it. Here we are, the pretenders with J-Bones and Bill. We're back. How you doing, J-Bones? Long time no see. <laughs> How's it going? Breaking off the cobwebs here, buddy. <laughs> like it has been so long. Yeah, no, it's great to be back. And we're chatting here. We're in the Stanley Cup Finals. The, the Oilers made it a little bit further than I thought they were going to be. But that's that's my honest opinion. And uh, yeah, dude, we're gonna we got a few pods coming up talking about the WHL and the fucking Memorial Cup here. So yeah, what do you? How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing hella good, man. Just yeah, busy. Finally rocking on some days off here. So work's been kind of crazy, you know. Just living living the dream in the dirty Drayton Valley oil patch. So that's been pretty good, man. I'm looking forward to spending some time off with the boys. I got an 80. I've got a brand new bike there. We went out to Kelowna for a few days and they got a brand new Hot Wheels bike. So I'm pretty pumped. They're going to get them out, get get <laughs> ripping on the bike. So I'm pretty stoked about that. What else is going on, man? Not a lot. Been Everyone's pretty healthy, you know, just been watching, like you say, all the hockey, man. I'm stoked. We're looking to, got a bunch of things on the Pretenders agenda. We're going to do like, we're looking to do five pods in 10 days, I think, starting on June 20th. So that's going to be pretty sick, man. Looking forward to covering the Memorial Cup and diving right into that. And then, yeah, just uh, kind of unwinding, I guess, from the Oilers season, man. It's been, it was quite the ride. We went, like, started way back in October, and then we went all the way to June. So it was a crazy run for the boys, man. It was pretty fun. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. We, we definitely want to get into some Oilers talk. Hey, where's your head at tonight? I see you got the... You got the lightning jersey on. Your boys lost a tough one there in the in the opener. But where's your head at, bud? Well, I I am ready to talk hockey. That's where my head's at. But I think we should probably close off the Oilers. Like we are supposedly supposed to be an Oilers podcast, but we we missed most of the playoffs. But we're back, baby, coming with fire. <laughs> and yeah, I I think we need to have a bit of a a closing out for our our beloved Oilers, who like I said. I thought made it a little further than they should have. And yeah, there's a, there's a few points I got on there and off season, we got canes, we got contracts, you know, the same old, same old. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of things there, man. I don't like, I don't think to say I saw them in the Western conference final at the start of the year. I don't think that was, that was in my, in my notebook at all, man. I know that I remember talking, geez, when did we, when we had Zach Lang on, when we were riding our high there, we were at the the peak of the mountain there back in, I think that was like before <laughs> Christmas, hey, we were doing pretty good. But I remember even talking to him and saying how this team had a bunch of flaws and the goaltending was obviously a question mark. And there was a few things that we had to address. But uh, I mean, what can you say? Kenny Holland brings in Evander Kane on a smoking deal. We get him just riding shotgun on Connor mcdavid he went supernova in the playoffs and they just went on a hell of a run man it was fuck man it was so fun like I'll, I'll say that much man i really really enjoyed it like it took me a bit to get into the the la series there where they they went they went seven with la and, and smitty coughed up an ugly one in game one but i think it took me about till game five before i really really settled in and kind of got all the jitters flowing and they they went on a ended up beating them in seven but and then obviously the battle of alberta like geez what can we all go through here but as far as like the season in a whole 
definitely got to say it was a success. Like you get down to the final four teams there and uh, go up against a juggernaut in Colorado. I mean, you're just hoping to get a couple wins and hope for the best. And they couldn't quite sneak through to the final, but I don't know, man. It was, it was a fun run. It was a fun run for me. Yeah. 100%. It was nice. Just playoff hockey and going deep. And yeah, the kid, like they definitely losing every game one definitely didn't help us through the playoffs, but like, they didn't make it easy right they you were you were happy as all hell with the Oilers and then you were angry as all hell it was the same as the season you know it was we had our same flaws at the points when we didn't need those flaws and that like it was a great season and I I love how like Kane came in and like you said he was an absolute powerhouse in the playoffs and absolutely he was like up in crazy levels for the amount of goals he scored in the last 50 games there so yeah there was like some good moves Hyman was worth every damn penny regular yeah. season and playoffs like the guy's an absolute beauty workhorse and anyone that plays on his line fucking has to step up a little gear because he's always moving yeah, yeah. I, I you know all in all it was an amazing season and it was wonderful to be in the fucking playoffs again man I love having those playoff jitters and the battle of Alberta fuck you Calgary like it's <laughs> it's the way she rolls right like here we go we have that for as long as as till they beat us anyways we have that over Calgary right no man yeah you nailed it like as far as we probably did the second best thing we could have done other than winning the Stanley Cup, like you knock off Colorado, or sorry, you knock off Calgary in five games and advance to the Western Conference final. Now, like you say, we hold that over their heads for the next decade or more. Who knows when that's going to happen? First time in 30 years, we got to see that. And to get that that series win against Calgary is just beautiful, right? Just fires me up. I'm pretty super stoked about that, man. But I mean, just so many good memories going through, right? Like, Maybe I'll ask this for you, like going going seven against against LA, like that was a hell of a good memory. Connor McDavid scoring that late third period goal to to kind of seal the deal there for the Oilers. But that was one of my that was like one of the highlights of the run, right? But uh, what was just like one of your one of your favorite moments from the run, man? Oh, that's fuck, dude. Now you got me having to uh, to think real hard because it was. <laughs> Like I said, it was so full of ups and downs that like my my memory can't comprehend. But I I think I think it was uh, our comeback after that ugly ugly goal from Smith and our comeback win on that. I think that like I think that kind of changed the whole momentum of uh, our playoff swing, right? Like I I feel if we lost that, it would have been ugly and we wouldn't have made it even to to deal with Colorado right it was it was a the playoff swing in the county like to have our team bounce back after a disgusting goal was uh pretty cool to see too I know that like you're talking about a sick goal but I don't know it's just there's just so many ups and downs it's just sick to see a team rally that fucking you know yeah, you're Don't talking about the Rasmus Anderson 130 footer from the other end that's the one you're talking about right yeah yeah, yeah. So how did that, that was the, the end that they had that game tied. Hey, I think that goal tied the game, I, I believe. Can't remember. Was that game three or four? Jeez, you know what hey. I tried to do? 
I went back and I was watching all the games. So I went back, I got through the first seven games of the run, and then I got to game one of the Calgary series. And then I wasn't able to finish off the rest of the run. So I'm going to look back and I'll go back and go through all that. But I remember the one you're talking about. Yeah, the 130 footer from Rasmus Anderson. And then they put up, man. they put it up by one. They made him up by one, like with not in the third, I believe it was. And they put right, it right. up by three to two. And then we came back to win five, three, Fair I enough. think maybe. Five, three sounds right. I don't know. I got like, I'm not the memory guy. That's, that's definitely, I no. know that I've had a few conkies in, in hockey. We, <laughs> I, I don't think the memory's working that well. I know the, uh, the OT goal by Connor in game five was obviously a pretty big highlight. That was a nice one where that was dry side, like what a maniac this guy was in the playoffs. Hey, I think he had like 17 points in five games against the, the Calgary flames. <laughs> it was like, I was texting again with my boy, Bruce, Mr. McCurdy and he was talking about like Leon said like there was three games in a row that he set an NHL record I can't because he had like the most consecutive three-point games and then he had like the most like uh I'm not gonna get them all here but then I was telling Bruce that he broke the record for setting the most records in a row so I think he had he holds like four records now it was a pretty sweet joke that I made to Bruce and made him laugh but yeah, it was crazy, man. Like those guys just put up, like we always say, just like video game numbers, right? They're just in a, on a, another playing field that nobody can touch. And I remember the last time we were talking, it's like, like I can't imagine what the opposition must think of these guys when they're when they're attacking with the puck. Like I think of, like in tonight's game, you'd be worried about like McKinnon or Makar or Point or Kucherov. Kucherov sure scored a nice goal tonight. Yeah, just run over to Palat, but uh, it's just like these guys on the attack are just so fucking dangerous, man. It's insane that that LA series where Connor ended up taking things over when we were down three two, and we had to go back to to uh, LA to get that series tied up to try and push it to seven, and Connor just took his game to another level. He was just generating chance after chance. It was fucking insane, man. I'm cutting you off on this because, like, before the start of the game tonight, Connor was 10 points ahead of the closest guy playing, which is Kucherov, in points still. for Like, he beat the last five MVP winners for fucking points in, in the last series against Cat. Like, and then Dreisaitl's fucking one point behind him. So, yeah, dude, these two are – they're insane. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. But then I like we got to get. I know we got into the play. Like I want to get into Colorado and Tampa, one hundred percent. But yeah. the Oilers, I kind of want to go into their a bit migrating into the season. Like who? Like I had like McLeod. I thought fucking. I thought he earned himself as a third line center without a doubt. Like the guy improved every game. There was like CC, who we thought we spent a lot of money on. I thought he had himself a good season, good playoffs. Keith was ah, ah, like, I just wanted to talk about our new guys and stuff. And then I wanted to talk about like, I'm always a JP, get the hell this guy out of here. Like, he was, he looked so dumb in the playoffs. And sorry <laughs> to say that. But yeah, I just got, I want to get into all that stuff there. 
Yeah, I well, where you, you want to start or with yeah, where you, you want to go. McLeod. You talk about McLeod, and, and this guy's a gamer, man. Yeah, we're going to get – he needs a new – he's an RFA coming into next year, so he's going to need a deal. I mean, he's going to get – I don't know, probably some sort of bridge deal, right? He's going to be probably pretty cheap. He only yeah. put up, like, I think – I was looking at – I got his numbers pulled up over here. I could quickly look at it, but is, he only had, like, nine goals. I think he had like somewhere around 20 points or something. Yeah, I thought 22 season. or something like that. Yeah. yeah, so it wasn't like crazy numbers, which is great for the Oilers, right? Because we'll get him on a cheaper deal. And he was uh, like, but just amazing in the playoffs. He scored that huge goal. I mean, he scored a couple in the in the Colorado series where we were down. And I remember he tied one up. Some big, like bigger goals. Yeah, yeah. That was game three. Man, that was a fucking heartbreaker in game three when <laughs> oh, Comfort, Comfort comes back after and he just sneaks that one through on Smith, man. It dropped me to my knees. Anyway, because that was the game, man. We were down 2 nothing in the series. It I was. mean, it was pretty pretty hard that to beat Colorado, yeah, that was but it was like, you lose that one, it's over, right? And fuck that Comfort goal. Man, I'm just thinking about it right now. It breaks my heart a little bit. I see the but McLeod, like, yeah, he's for sure, third line center, right? Like you can have Holloway coming in next year. He'd probably, I don't think you put him at center right away. You know, like I think you'll put him on the wing. I think he, he attacks well off the rush. From what I've heard, this is Holloway. So he, he might fit in well with one of the big guns there. To throw him up. Maybe, I don't know. That might be a lot to ask of him. What did, what did you, you think about him? Sorry, just since you brought him up quick. What did you think about bringing him in for the last game there? Yeah, I thought it was okay. I think he only played like three minutes, right? Like, you see, he got an interview there. He was like pretty stoked about it. He's on Hockey Night in Canada in the Western Conference Finals, and he got to get a little interview, say hi to mom and dad there. And I thought it was pretty cool, man. Like, the kid got out on the ice and didn't uh, fuck up too hard, you know? I don't, I can't remember all of his shifts, but I know he only played like four minutes. But that's kind of the case with with this team in a big game like that, you know, like you're going to ride the big guns play 25 minutes a night for us. So I don't know why you're kind of shaking your head. You didn't really like it or what? I I just, I don't know. I just kind of felt that that's like throwing him a hat. You know what I mean? Like that's it. Like we're, we're just playing the kid that like, and of course I, I'm all for a good story and I'm all for a good, a kid coming in, but like it it's, it's been done, man. Guys coming back from, Oh and three and fucking winning a series not very often but I don't know I just felt like they were just throwing in the hat that they're like okay this team which man one hundred percent in that Colorado series I my opinion is we feel I, I we play the same game but they have a better roster to do it like it's they have a lot yeah. of fast up front offense and then they have like so you get you match. Mc, Kennan with uh McDavid, then you match Rantanen with Dreisaito, and then you got like a Nuge and then fucking Landeskog, who Landeskog's probably a way better Nuge. Yeah. And like, who Nuge I, I guess he had a like Nuge had a great playoffs too. And I don't want to give him that. I like he's had a, a career of horrible playoffs and I thought he he stepped up. He didn't step up, but he made some had some big goals and some big moments anyways yeah jumping back to you uh calling out uh woodcroft for putting holloway in the lineup there like kane was out right like kane was yeah. suspended for the last game i want to say 
Was, no, we were healthy other than that, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, well, Brad no Malone other... played the game before, right? Brad Malone was in, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, no, that's fair enough. I mean, all I'm saying is we were down a guy. We needed to slot somebody in. Like, who was it going to be? Devin Shore? I think Devin Shore was the other option, right? Like, he would have been next in line, I think. Well, Malone so, didn't I don't play know. that Whatever. Game, I don't think. What's that? Malone didn't play the second game either. Like, he switched Malone out. Yeah, yeah. Who is a like he's a grizzled vet that like has been grinding for a long time. I don't I don't know. I just it was it felt like it was just a straight I don't know. But that's J Bones. I always like to stir the pot, right? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and then then you talked about Colorado and their like how they matched up against the Oilers. To me, it was like the defense that kind of separated separated the avalanche from the Oilers with like Makar on the back end. Everybody knows what he does. He's just a freak. He's the only guy in the league, in my opinion, that can keep up with McDavid. There was times where he made McDavid look silly, like especially in the defensive side of the puck where he was poked the puck off his stick a few times, just an insane hockey player what everybody knows. But then they got, they got Taves too, right? Devon Taves. And then they got uh, like Sammy Gerrard. I don't think he was playing, but he got in, he guy? got injured in that series. Who's the guy I'm missing back there? They got another super. Bowen Byram has came Bowen in. Bowen Byram. This. But yeah. they like yeah they have like John like they have Johnson who's just ste- steady and an old veteran like they have and that's where I we have the same defense too you know what okay. I mean like who are you looking for? There's another guy. There's three. They got three like sick ones. Devontae Sakar, uh, Sammy then, Gerard, Bowen Sammy Byram. Bowen Byron. And then it's Johnson. Oh, they got Manson back there. They got Josh Manson, who's like oh, a Manson. tower. Oh, Manson. Oh, yeah, tower, he's having right? sick playoffs. Yeah, they just yeah. got him from Anaheim. Scored the OT winner. So, like, to me, they, they got have a like, lot of good. Sorry. I, th- I think it's, like, the same defensive matchup, but they're just, like, you match Nurse against Makar. Makar is better than Nurse, without a doubt. You go, yeah. I don't even know who he'd put up second for our defense, like, and then they just have a lineup of defense after that, right? Like it's it's insane. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's interesting. I got a few quite like there's a few players, like you say, that like coming into next year, we we're kind of getting into that. You're talking about McLeod and you had a couple other names that you mentioned there. Like what what were your thoughts? I'll just give you a couple names here. Give me what you thought. Like even I know Nurse was just getting eviscerated in the media and then it come out later in the playoffs or after the playoffs were over that he was playing with a torn hip flexor. So what were your thoughts on his season and his run? I, I thought he had a great season and you could 100% tell he was injured. Like it, there was something wrong with him. Like there was no doubt. It was like dry playing except dry and obviously uh, an alien or something because he fucking, what was his injury? I didn't hear what, actually what he had. So Drysdale had a high ankle sprain, which he suffered on that. It was that good. I think it's good Branson. I can't remember yeah. that big that big LA defenseman where he slew footed him there, and and he had a high ankle sprain, which is like a terrible injury. Then, There's they like, said like it wasn't a fucking slew foot either. Like, oh, well, he he. It w- you can get a guy high with that sloop. Like you don't have to kick his feet out. But McKinnon did it to somebody in the Toronto series too but like if you just get a guy and you're like you kind of hit him high you know all about this you're the dirtiest motherfucker wasn't it McKinnon on Dreisaitl that did the 
Maybe it was. Yeah, I think it might have been the, the play I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. It totally was. You're 100% right. Yeah, I thought it was Toronto, but. No, I yeah, think... no, he did that against Toronto. No, Drysdale got hurt in the Calgary. Like, Drysdale got hurt in the end of LA series. In the, yeah, against, so it wasn't good Branson then. It was, it was um... at, no, uh, oh, fuck. What? We're not, we're pretending again, but that's why we yeah. got our name. Like, it's there's no doubt like about that. it. It's totally something. It was game six of the uh, LA, LA series. series. Yeah, and he kind of like slew footed him. But yeah, like, oh man, talk about a guy like riding in the shadows of the greatest hockey player that we've ever seen play the game, man. Like, dry, dry sidle playing on one foot. I think we've already talked about this a little bit earlier in the podcast, but like, just basically single handedly destroyed the Calgary Flames in round two and nobody was even fucking talking about it, man. It was like no it is it's fucking crazy, man. And he's like and doing it on one ankle. Like and he's so I'll say this too about Dry Settle. Like everybody on the broadcast say, says he's the best passer in the game. And they even did they did this great little breakdown of it on the they were talking about the ice late late in the periods and like it all gets all chewed up yeah, and all snow and shit, shit everywhere. And they were talking about how you have to put a lot of spin on the puck when, when it's like when the ice gets like that late in periods. And they say like dry cycles just a master at it. And they, and they showed a bunch of clips at it of that on the broadcast. And, and he's just everybody agrees he's the best passer in the National Hockey League. And we're talking about a guy that scored 55 goals this year yeah. in the regular yeah. season. Like this guy is a, just a gem of a hockey player, man. Like. No question, the second best hockey player in the league right now. No question. So then that that's that's we get to the season, or we get into the off season here. What, like you know me, I'm I I'd sign like if you're getting me down to our two wingers that are RFAs. I'm not going into centers, but two like bigger wingers are JP and Yamo. And if we need money, like I'm. I'm taking Yamo without a doubt over JP. Yeah. What about you, Bill? <clears throat> That's a tough one. I, I do. Yeah. I think I like Yamamoto as well. Second thought on it. <laughs> yeah. Yamo gets, uh, he's, he, yeah, he's like way more, you know what you're getting with Yamamoto, right? Maybe you know what you're getting with. Jesse Pugliarvi as well like he's just Shit. maybe you're not getting a lot like I don't know he, he there's all sorts of like underlying numbers like with the analytics and stuff that that suggests that he Give could be a hockey break. player hey listen man and I thought I said that in my head I thought I said yeah. that in my head <laughs> I'm not I was just about to call <laughs> out the analytics man I was just gonna say like like at the end of the day like I can tell that he's like, he's just a clumsy hockey player. And there's an odd, a lot of like, there's, there's something missing about it. Like he doesn't look very athletic. You know what I mean? Like when he's, when he's skating around the ice and there's like, there was a few opportunities in games, like I, especially I found in the playoffs where, and he's playing in like the top six, like a role that you need to be scoring goals in. And he wasn't putting the biscuit in the basket, as I like to say. And he just, wasn't really pulling his weight. Looks like you're biting your tongue there, man. Go ahead. Well, no, all I got, all, <laughs> dude, all I have to say about this kid is hockey sense. He has no hockey sense whatsoever. Like, in P the reason that he gets all these kind of like 
Well, he's playing with McDavid. Okay, putting up 36 points. And you're play- he played with McDavid to start with. Like, he put them all up with McDavid. And then the moment they got rid, like, he wasn't playing with McDavid. You didn't see him. You didn't hear from him. You didn't know who he was. And then all you'd see him was licking his boogers out of his nose. Like, <laughs> the, <laughs> the kid has no hockey sense. And it's pretty, like, it's pretty obvious. And it's, it's awful that way. And I think when he did score those nice goals, it was because people didn't understand what he was doing because he didn't understand what he was doing. You know, like he's just choppy. He's, I don't know. I, I, I think we should try. I'm not going to bash him too much. I'm going to say he's good. Yeah. So the Oilers maybe have some like value yeah. with this. I'll, kid, I'll but... give you this, man. I, I'll, I got another little take on it. I was watching some, a lot of the old highlights I was watching back there over the last couple of days. And I don't know. I'm probably reading into this way too much, but I think I've heard some of this in the back. This is kind of a Bill hot take too. I, like, I don't think Connor McDavid likes Jesse Pooley Arby. I and said I think this a while it, ago. Yeah, well, there like was two years was ago. Like, first of all, I think a lot of this stemmed from there was some footage on the bench of him like ripping. That might have been in the playoffs last year. He was like, it was no, it was the bubble. Was in the bubble? Yeah. Okay. It's been going for a lot. It was during the sweep of Winnipeg. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, yeah, last year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, however you want to look at that. Not last year, but the year before. 2021? 2021. Yeah, I don't understand the years anymore. But and then another couple of things that lead me to believe that, Connor, there's like a couple of times. So in the L.A. series, they went up five. They won. Oh, remember? Like, so then they go down one nothing, and then they just dominated they went i think they won six or they won six nothing and then they won eight two so it goes and it was the five nothing gold uh it was a two on one one of jp's only goals of the playoffs and Connor mcdavid fed it over to jesse pooley who buried one in the open net granted it was a five nothing goal but they went around to like give the they go and embrace and the big old hockey hug and Con- and jesse pooley like leaned in for a big one and connor was kind of like fucking beat it nerd or whatever and then like i think kane came in and he was like pretty pumped like mcdavid like embraced with kane but there was like this whole weird awkward exchange between jesse pooley Arby and Connor mcdavid and like the in the hockey hug uh, celebration after a goal which i thought was kind of interesting and then and then too it came back so then i was like well it could have been the time of the game i was thinking like you know five nothing Connor mcdavid's pretty humble guy he's not going to rub it in or whatever but then in the following game, they went up. It was five nothing against exact same scenario, and McDavid fed one over to Kane, and Kane tipped one in, I think. But it was like the same exact th- thing, and like Kane and McDavid were just like super celebrating, you know. Like I think there's something there that Connor doesn't really like JP, which shouldn't really play into it. The whole fucking drama of a National Hockey League team, like I don't know, but like if if just if your best player doesn't like him, maybe. You keep Yamamoto instead. I don't know. This little See, spot my thought Bill would throw in there. Well, that's, yeah. I, I don't know. If you can look back on our Twitter, which has been dead as all hell, I put on, like, I got in a battle with, I can't even remember. It was, uh, what's the guy from Billy Madison that he, the evil dude from Billy Madison? Oh, like the guy that goes, <laughs> last like that. The guy Kevin? that does the shooter McGavin. Oh, shooter. 
That's uh, Happy Gilmore. Or Happy Gilmore. Shit, sorry, dude. You did, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. I got him. Adam Sandler, anyways. But his name's Shooter McGavin on Twitter. And I got in a battle with him saying, like, I think McDavid hates Pooley Harvey. And I said, like, Pooley Harvey shit. Right? And we went in a big battle, and he was just, like, giving me all these analytics. And I was like, you don't need analytics to see that this guy has no hockey sense. And McDavid has more than anyone else. Like, do you know how frustrating it would be to play with someone that just does not see even close or even a little bit of the vision that you see? You just like, you just, it's pretty much, I, I said it once before and I, I like, it's like having that Down syndrome kid on their team. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, he's buddy. wonderful. He's happy. He's beautiful. He's amazing to have but he just doesn't see the vision that like the rest of us see. Yeah, fair enough. So I think it's pretty safe to say that we're both going with Yamamoto on this one. <laughs> yeah. But hey, I don't know because he's an RFA here coming into next season as well. So he's going to need, he's going to get some bigger money. He only signed for what he was like 1.2 this year. He scored 20 goals. He put up 40 points. He was, he, he put he up 36 getting, points. Yeah, he got demoted from the top six in the playoffs. Hey, that might help us out a little bit. In the oh, you're talking about Yamo. Time. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, we're going with Yamo here. I think Yamo went 20 and 20. I think he had 40 in the regular season. 20 and 21. Yeah, that year. Yeah. You're all about the stats, baby. Yeah, stat, stat guy. But um, so, yeah, I'm going Yamo. What if, there's a few other guys, man. Like, what, um, what were your thoughts? I know Holloway was like, not Holloway. What's our boy, Woody Jaycroft? He was always bringing Archibald, young Josh Archibald, back into the lineup for the playoffs. As soon as those COVID restrictions were lifted, he was a full-time member in the, on the roster. What do, you, what do you think of him moving forward? I know he's got a contract for next year, so you, you got a spot for him or what? I, dude, I love, I love the way the kid plays, but he just doesn't produce. Like, I don't know. You, you, I, I don't I, – He's a good depth guy. I think he'd be a good guy if he, like, if he didn't want to chase money, he could be a guy that we could drop up and down. And he's wonderful to dip in the lineup. But I, I think we could get an upgrade from him for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. What about so? What about Fogel then? Kind of the same type of player. I know he struggled mightily in the playoffs. I think there was some talk of maybe even healthy scratch or maybe he. He might no, I think he played every game anyway. I'm gonna I'm gonna be pretending there, but Fogel, he was kind of up and down. Looks like he's still kind of on a brick every time he gets to fucking puck, man. I don't know about him, but what, what do you do with Fogel? He's a big cap hit too, man. He's like two point eight or something. See, and that's where that's that's what bothers me the most is I I think if you if we had the cap, I would let this kid ride out another season without a doubt. Because I think it was just being on a new team with some sick fucking player jitters where he didn't really know where he could fit in. And I think next year he knows like if you could plop him in on that third line and he plays his normal game, I think he would get it. But like you said, he's, he's at like 2.8 and where, but the thing with me is I don't think we try to go for Kane whatsoever until his case is finished. And that like, that's a whole nother story too, but, so at 2.8, if you don't try to go for Kane, everyone thinks you have no money, but it's like, I don't know, we have no money to sign Kane. So it's like, yeah. I would rather fix pieces. I don't know. 
Like Clefbaum's contract, if you could get rid of Clefbaum's contract, that would be cool and stuff like that. But I don't know what it was. Koskinen's gone, so that's a good chunk out. Yeah. Kane's not coming back. I, I feel like like uh, he he's gonna get big money. Like he's a leading goal scorer in the playoffs this year. Like every team in the National Hockey League is gonna want that guy. He did say one thing. I'll say too. Like they they raved about the Edmonton Oilers franchise. Lots of these guys when they were cleaning out their lockers. And I know Kane had nothing but good things to say about playing for Edmonton. But it definitely did seem like a Sayonara song when he was when he was addressing the media there and when they were cleaning out their lockers or whatever. So I, I just don't believe he's coming back. He's going to cost too much money and we don't have it. My, sorry. I, I, of course I'm, I just, his whole court, like, have you read anything about that grievance with the San Jose sharks? I've heard a little bit about it. So like literally, like no matter how this thing, if it settles like in the sh- kind of in the sharks favor, they'll still have control of them. And oh, sorry, we had a technical difficulty. We're back, but no, they still have control of his contract, right? So, and it like to pay out his grievance might cost more than to just have him in the lineup. Is fucked up as that is, it's it's business, baby. So, like, I don't think he's gonna get a big hit. Like, yes, he deserves a big hit, but until his courts figured out. I don't think anyone's dabbling until the end of free agency anyways. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we almost need him in our lineup. He's the perfect player, right? Like to play alongside Connor McDavid. Like it's, it's fine having Cassian or whoever. I mean, all the tough guys are kind of getting out of the league anyway, those enforcer style players, but it's nice to have like somebody like, like Kane, on McDavid somebody that's able to play with McDavid so he's on the ice when McDavid's on the ice you know what I mean it's like so then like because it's awesome when anytime McDavid was getting roughed up fucking bingo bango Kane's right in there setting whoever on his ass you know so there's kind of that intimidation factor and be like yeah like I was saying like I feel like we need him in our lineup I just don't see it happening unfortunately we just got, we only have $7 million worth of cap space this off season. I think goaltending is going to be a huge priority for Ken Hall and they're going to have to get that addressed. Sounds like Mike Smith might retire, but and then you're, you're looking at Stuart Skinner, I guess, coming in and I don't know you how much can you rely on that, right? Like the, somebody, somebody more proven than that coming in. Was this the kick of the can? Are you telling me that's what you're sounding that way already? This is our... I shot, and now we already got to go to a rebuild here. Well, hey, man, I'll tell you what. Like, I hope you other fans enjoyed this ride because these these uh, Western Conference final appearances don't come around very fucking often. And, like, I know I was enjoying it through and through the first time in fucking 20 nice. years that we had been there. And I, I was just really trying to embrace it. And, like, I wouldn't be surprised at all if we, like, like I don't know. What, what do you if we make it to, I think we're a playoff team, obviously. Right. But like, I mean, it's hard treading to get to a Western conference. Look at Colorado. Colorado's a fucking wagon. And this is the first time they've been in the Western conference final. Like just to think that we're going to be here next year and win a Stanley cup or something, just fucking crazy to me, especially with some of the pieces we got to move out. Like 
losing to Vander Kane and some of these like Darnell Nurse's contract kicking in. We still got questions in that. Like, yeah, I don't know. I just, just glad I enjoyed the ride, but that's all I can say. That's exactly it. I had my garage set up here. I was out in the garage every night watching the games. Like the wife even was, <laughs> she was a trooper. She freaking put the kids to bed. And I was like, game's on. I'm out. <laughs> like, put my jersey on and watch the like I got right into it dude I got deep into it and I loved every minute of it but yeah. it's you got to be a realist too is that's us that's the one thing I love about the pretenders is we're not that typical Oilers fan where we we jump up and down all around right like I don't think Kane coming back is a reality and I and if it is I think he's coming out at the end of free agency like the very end and there's like a, a horse race for him and I right. think the money might go up to a price that we can't get. But my big talking point, and it's been too, is Bouchard Barry. Yeah. Well, who do you got? <laughs> I was hoping you'd answer before me. I didn't, <laughs> I was gonna figure it out. No, dude, I the potential's there for Bouchard, but fuck me, did he make some like some obvious mistakes right like Barry makes little mistakes Bouchard makes obvious mistakes yeah. but then there's the there's the age and then there's the contracts and that's a, like that's a whole story and I, I that's where I wanted I had it right in this old fucking notes here of I want a Bill's take on that all right I'm a I'm a huge Barry advocate like, I, I love this guy I thought he had uh there was obviously some highs and lows through the regular season I thought he had a tremendous playoff run I think he didn't put up the offensive numbers I think he only had the one goal but a huge goal it was I'll say I remember that one it was game <laughs> six against the Los Angeles Kings he got the game winner with like five minutes left buried a nice shot low glove on uh on old Jonathan Quick there so I'm a huge I love I love what Barry brings, but putting my Euler thinking hat on, it's like there there is an opportunity maybe to to get rid of Keith or geez, to get rid of Barry with some with some like sell when the what do they say like when the when the price is good right like when the, when the stock is high or whatever like you might be able to get something for Barry right now you know what I mean and you might be able to get rid of that cap hit too then four and a half million make throw it out there for a couple of draft picks or something you know and then you do have Bouchard who can just slide right in there he's still on his ELC so you get save three million dollars of cap space there which we're gonna have to start doing some moves Huge. like this I'd love to keep both to be honest but there is a couple like I don't know I could see I definitely see room to move Barry out and we got a couple guys knocking on the door you know Broberg's gonna be there come camp Samarukov's still a good let's not forget yeah bring him up your boy who who's that what where's what Nemalainen yeah dude yeah yeah no dude I I okay I'm not, I've always been kind of against Barry just because I've always thought that Bouchard could do what Barry can do, right? Yeah. And I've, I've, been a, I've been a Bouchard believer on that. And like his obvious mistakes, and I, I've always been kind of preaching that he was like young and stuff. And I'm going to preach this as he's young and it was his first playoffs. And that's why they were so obvious. But I think if you actually compare the two, 
you're not you're not losing that much if you get rid of Barry with the, a little bit of veteran presence and like they're the same player, dude. And I like I heard him on Sportsnet talk about like it's wonderful to have two players like that, but I just you can't. I don't think you can afford it. And like he said on an ELC, just the business side of things, I think Barry's got to go to help either definitely help our goaltending like yeah skinner is good for a, a to come in uh, like mate like with a with someone there you know what i mean like he's good to come in with uh, with someone else yeah yeah well you don't want skinner to be your number one next year i don't think that would be a very good scenario right but uh yeah i don't know like yeah it'd be there's, no, there's not so many, like you bring in a rookie, right? Like, it's just nice to have those veterans, those veterans, right? Like, to have, and like Barry's been in the league for 10 years now, right? Like, you can't teach that. Like, Broberg's going to come in and, like, make those rookie mistakes that you're talking about that Bouchard was making all playoffs long, you know? And, he, yeah, he's a fucking frustrating player, hey? There's there's a couple of plays in that, in the LA series that I remember in particular. One in front of the net where he just let, like, like Philip Deneau just walk and, and then he's like he's like so unengaging physically right like and and come playoff time like I feel like you got to be a little bit rougher and he's just such a like a, a mild hockey player you know I like a little bit of hot sauce on my hockey players that's true but I don't know so but he's man he had like nine points I think he put he like he led the Oilers defense and scoring in the playoffs this year and I don't think he had any power play time really. Like I think Barry was getting all of that. So yeah, he easily I can do that. Yeah, give me Bouchard yeah. all season long. And, and you brought it up too. Like although that was val all these players valuable valuable playoff experience that these guys just were putting in there another notch in the bedpost. Man, it's just amazing run for the Oilers, and to get that experience is just awesome man yeah who else did i have i had gulak here too he's in a he's a ufa coming into this year like i I feel like he's a pretty important signing for the oilers he was just sold steady steve stales again on the point there for us in the playoffs what were your thoughts on gulak well i know i i know it was last episode we freaking brought him up and he like the guy blew my mind because i i told you the episode, I think it was the episode before that when I talked about the trade deadline and I didn't believe he was worth what we gave up. But I changed my mind, his smooth skating and the way he gets involved. But he get like he gets ran around though. Like the guy got beat up during the playoffs. Like I don't know if it was just because he is such a smooth skater, but he got ran around, buddy. Like so I, I, I do think he is a good fit in the Oilers, but I don't think he's like worth a shit ton of money that either you know what i mean i'm not gonna go and you see money money would you would you give him cc money not at all no no geez who do we got back there like cc doesn't deserve like i don't think cc deserves his money either no you don't think he earned his money this year Dude, I think he he definitely earned closer to what, but not four point four. Like, it's just I guess in my mind, like my mind's still in the old school day where, like, I don't, I don't know. I'm just like, oh, like, I I feel like you got to earn that money. You know what I mean? Like, I've always been based off. I told you my GMs, I've always kind of based my points off it, and then I kind of based 
the fence off a, a half that point average. You I know think, what I mean? I think from like if I look at the whole season as a like how do I want to say this? Like the whole season in and a snapshot, that's what I'm looking for. Like I think Cody CC was the Oilers' best defenseman for for the entire season and whatever. I thought he was making a little less than 4.4, but like to be the best defenseman on a national hockey league team, like I'm paying 4.4 for that every day of the week, especially a team that made it to the Western conference final. That is. Yeah. That's a beautiful argument. And again, I'm not, I'm not saying he didn't deserve his money this year. And, but this is a guy that was drafted very high and has been given all the opportunities through his whole career. And then Holland just offered him 4.4. I just, it's, he had a wonderful year. Yes. But it's just, I don't know. I'm not a guy that jumps on the bandwagon one year, you know? Fair. That's fair, bud. It's all good. It's all we love hockey, man. We all got our own opinions. I know. And that's, that's the pretenders, baby. What else we got? What else we got? Oh, man. Jeez. I got all sorts of shit, but I want to, maybe we could. What's that? Can you see the time up on your top? I what do we have? No, it's been a while though. We can wrap her up. I just wanna maybe we'll just jump in. We I'm pretty pumped for our, our five pods in ten days, man. We're gonna be right. covering the Memorial Cup. I think I already mentioned it, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We got so Hamilton Bulldogs, they won, they beat up uh the Windsor Spitfires tonight, six one in game seven of the OHL. I called it, baby. Yeah, Mason McTavish, who was a last minute addition there. He wasn't even on the <laughs> The roster <laughs> until today, so yeah. so he's not in there. And uh, the captain of the Bulldogs just wasn't uh, <laughs> he wasn't around there. <laughs> like, uh, then he Must got the be in the American out. League. I thought, yeah, I didn't know where he was. He was up. He just got called down. Yeah. <laughs> but then you got the Edmonton Ice coming out of the Western Hockey League, just a powerhouse. I think they got like four first rounders on that team. Sorry, the Edmonton Oil Kings. I see your your wiggly eyebrow there, but uh, yeah. And then uh, who else? So then, yeah. Then you got the Schwinnigan Cataract. Yeah, we, Oilers pick baby Xavier. Xavier Borgo. Yeah, it's gonna be fun to watch him. And you also got the St. John's, the host, St. John's Sea Dogs. So it's gonna be fucking fun, man. I can't wait to watch every single game of that hockey tournament and actually get to know some of these players and dive right in man i'm i'm fucking fired up for it let's let's do some study in here and because it starts on the 20th and are we, we're doing our first pod on the 20th right that's what we're yeah we're getting a schedule down for the for the w uh, for the memorial cup and so that first 20th we're gonna make the bet because you still owe me that sixer and so we got to make another bet and we'll go with uh we'll pick a couple teams for the first epi there too sure sure okay yeah for like yeah sounds good man like yeah the opening Who game you think's or whatever. gonna take it well like it's gonna be hard to bet against the edmonton oil kings man they're just that they they got we a can't bet we can't bet the oil kings no okay fair yeah well i you know, well you know i think i got a i think i'm cheering for the schwinnigan cataracts just because It'd be nice to see Xavier Borgo. Yeah, Hamilton's mine. Hamilton would be mine. You got your chain for Hamilton? Dude, Hamilton will make it further than Shawinigan. We'll make that bet right now. I I don't know if I want to make that bet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, next episode, we'll talk about it.
All right, fair enough, man. Yeah, that Logan Morrissey, he's a hell of a good player for your your uh, Hamilton Bulldogs. Yeah, he was yeah, the, yeah. he won the Wayne Gretzky Trophy there, whatever the playoff MVP. Shout out to Logan Morrissey, undrafted. Oh, another player I wanted to mention. Uh, we we always bring him up on the pod. So Steady Steve Steos is actually the president and GM of the Hamilton Bulldogs, and his son. Nathan Steos, who just won OHL Defenseman of the Year, is a super stud, also undrafted. So another just player to keep your eye on. And nice that we have some hometown content. Oh, yeah, oh, should sign him. yeah, totally, man. Yeah, he's anybody can go get him. He's a hell of a player. 21 now. I think he's an overager, but whatever. Okay. To close to close it out, I'm fucking gonna ask you, and that's going off the because it's golf season for the Oilers. What do you think about this, the live, the LIV, this breakout league from the tour? Um, that is attracting. The money is, the money's there, baby. Oh, Where is it coming from? No one knows, but. <laughs> yeah, who knows? It could be mafia around. Hey, it's like some of the dollars that they're throwing around is Body, just ludicrous. Baby. I think they gave uh dustin johnson got 150 million or something crazy 40 i don't know 42nd second place got 200 and something grand yeah i like think the, being... it was like 10th place got 200 and something grand on the on the tour i honestly think if they keep dishing out money like that it'll like they're gonna start attracting some players and it'll gain they traction have. like no no doubt about it man it's it just a no-brainer for lots of these players i, I know rory McIlroy was talking about it and he said it makes a lot of sense especially for the guys that are kind of like just trying to scratch out a living on the pga tour because it's a, it's a grind and they play they only play another thing about that live tour is they only play Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's only three day events. So yeah. they get way more time to spend with their families. They make way more money. So I think it's pretty cool. I haven't watched any of the events to be honest. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the U S open this weekend. Let's go baby. Uh, hopefully a Canadian can come home He's with that good. one, but I don't know. I think it's cool, man. I, I'm not against it. I kind of hate all the heat that Phil Mickelson's been taking. I know he's getting, he's just been getting raked over the coals in the media about jumping ship, but I don't blame him, man. With Like we said earlier, all the money and all the family time that he gets now, fucking no brainer to me. Go Phil, go get your dollars and have some fun playing golf, bud. But the, okay. With Phil, like Phil, you don't think he has enough dollars that he could just wrap it up and fucking that that's just the money grab for Phil. Yeah, well, sure. I guess when, when's enough enough. I'm not gonna judge him for going. No, to get that's no, money, that's. I'm guess, not judging like, either. But I'm just yeah. saying it's not. He's not. I don't think he's scraping by. Is all I'm saying. No, well, no, fuck no. <laughs> like neither's Dustin Johnson. Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm, Dustin Johnson's young. Like, Mickelson's still just grinding her out, right? Like, yeah, yeah. But it's more than that too. Like like I said earlier, like the the weeks are shorter on the live tour. Like yeah. they don't, so they get to spend more time with their families. And I don't family know. We'll see where it goes. Like the best time. What's that? Family time's the best time, baby. Oh, dude, hundred percent. Yeah, let, let's end on that note, man. Family time <laughs> is the best time. Time. Have a good night. Thanks for listening. Yeah, dude. Okay.